Hello. Welcome to Kaiju Transmissions. Uh, and You sound is... sad today. <laughs> uh, I'm deflated. Same. <laughs> um, are you sick or something? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I apparently have bronchitis. So if anybody gets it at G- from me at you know, G-Fest, I really apologize. I'm not like meds and inhalers and... My voice is shot. <sighs> Dude, get it together. Um, all right. Sorry, I had to 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 take a sip of uh, a, a drink before I I talk this much. So this is uh, Kaiju Transmissions. As always, I'm Kyle Bird and Matt. We get to talk about a new Godzilla movie. You know, I, this should make me feel better, but somehow it makes me feel worse. <laughs> um, yes, Godzilla City on the Edge of Battle. Uh, we will give our thoughts on the movie and I guess, um, you know, some other tidbits. Um, Matt, I'm sorry that you don't feel well. Uh, you know, if there was anything I could do to help, I would. You could erase this movie from my memory. <laughs> And we're also hot off of the last G-Fest, uh, which we both returned home safe and sound. So thank you to everyone that came and said hi. Thank you to everyone who recognized me just by my voice. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, it was a good time. And, uh, th- oh, thank you to everyone that, that came to our H-Man panel. I think I think we did... Uh, pretty good job, and we'll have the audio for that up as a live episode, as well as um, our buddy Chris, who you hear his fantastic music play us in every week. Um, he was on a panel with Ed Godzicheski and Steve Rifle on the topic of nationalism in Godzilla films that will also be coming up on here uh, as a live episode. So that's just some stuff you can um, uh, stay tuned for. And uh, yeah, I, I had a good time. Um, Matt, how about yourself? Yeah, man. G-Fest was, uh, was fun. Got to do uh, another panel on uh, Tokyo SOS, which was interesting. It was That was pretty cool. Um, I had way too much to drink on Friday night, and Saturday morning I was a gigantic mess. But, hey, it was G-Fest, so we had some yeah. fun. Yeah, we'll have a um, – in addition to the those two live panels, uh, we will also be doing a – a recap episode with a, a couple friends of ours who um, we we spent a lot of time with uh, out there. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that was that was all exciting. Um, going back to work, not so much. Was not exciting. I started a new job. Yes, congratulations! Congratulations! Good job! Good job! Bird, I, I got to go back to something you said. That did you thank people? For recognizing your voice? Is that is that something that just happened? I'm sick, so, like, everything's delayed right now? Well, I have to, you know, thank the people that care about this podcast that we do for free. I will say, our t-shirts seem to be a big hit. We are getting people, like, we ran out of them at the panel. A lot of people came up afterwards and were asking, hey, where can I get this? So we're working on it. It's, it's a, a thing that we're working to make more shirts available. Yes, mm-hmm. this is correct. Um... Uh, yeah, so yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of interesting and cool stuff to stay tuned 
so no, it's yeah, it's just been it's been a busy, um, busy week, a busy month, really. Um, and uh, you know, we've been around for two years, right? Is that right? Yeah, it's been two years of me putting up with you. I don't know how it's how it happened. Oh, yeah, but- I did, man, you you guys should have heard him every time I approached him about something at G Fest. Hey, did you make sure to do this? He's like, what? And I'm like. That, you know, the thing that we talked about like five times and you said you were going to do, and he's just like, oh, I don't want to hear yeah, about you putting up with me. I, I can't say that's that's untrue. It's, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, take, I'll take my lumps. All right. Well, no, it's 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 been good. It's It's been a good two years, I think, for for the podcast. And uh, if yeah. we could, like, average more than one listener per year. We're not the absolute worst. We got some cool stuff. We do. We interviewed Sonny Chiba, man. We did. We interviewed Godzilla suit actors, and it's it's been. We've uh, actually done some really. We've actually done some good interviews. We have done some good interviews. Had Linda Miller on here. Yeah. You know the one that I that I think, uh, was really good was the Linda Haynes one. Just Dude, like, her interview was awesome. She got like really like personal and. Uh, like talking about like her struggles with addiction and stuff, and like you know, we didn't ask her any of that. Yeah, that was I was unexpected. It's like you ask her one question and she just unloaded, which was really neat. I, I was that was a very good interview. I thought. Yeah. So help us celebrate two years of this podcast with uh, the second entry in the Godzilla anime trilogy. Yay! <laughs> You know, we should just quit the podcast because if this is a celebration that we're doing, it's not. <laughs> yeah, this is our two. I, this is our two-year anniversary. Anniversary. I'm waiting special. for the meteor to take us out at this point. <laughs> it just doesn't seem worth it anymore. Um. All right, so we'll we'll set the stage a little bit for people that didn't listen or may have forgotten. Uh, our last the last time we. Uh, looked at this this series we did planet of the monsters and we all i mean it should tell you a little bit that that was a group review uh i think there were four of us i think it was us two trev and tom and suddenly <laughs> it's just us um that should tell you something it's just us uh to recap the how we felt about the last movie we all walked away i think severely disappointed um i i gave it a one and a half out of five which to them was like mind-blowing but like for me and godzilla that's like super low um and yeah now uh well we'll get into it but um it's getting more and more difficult to see the silver lining and how this trilogy is going to play out in 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 my opinion i know there's some people out there that liked it and if you do hey you know good on you but um i mean i i can't i i is i mean i anyone that knows me personally it's hard to talk um for the listeners but anyone that actually knows me will know that like i will like i i'm i'm like considered a godzilla apologist like i will try to find something good and anything Godzilla related. So I'll we'll talk more about how I feel about this movie, but uh this is this is some 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 disappointing stuff um in in my eyes. So 
uh, I guess, um, I guess we'll do a plot synopsis. Um, oh God. So I now, Matt, I'll 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 do the synopsis, but um, we, we might have to help each other out later when it comes to more of the specifics. So um, we pick up immediately after the last movie, where our hero um, Haruo is being nursed back to health by uh, an exotic uh, indigenous. Dancer? No, that would have been more exciting, I guess. Uh, indigenous, someone that's uh, be- found a way to live on this now te- this earth that's terraformed uh, to suit Godzilla as the like supreme being of the planet. Uh, she's nursing him back to health, and uh, they are um, uh, they've lost communication uh, with uh, their. Um, this, the, yeah, what the ship, space station, uh, they're unable to communicate with them, and they say that if they don't find anyone that survived um, the Godzilla attack, they're just going to leave in a couple days. Um, so, uh, these um, these indigenous people are called the Hotu- Hotua, and the Hotua um, have... Uh, they're, I guess, descendants of the human race of some sort. They don't really get into it. They kind of just shrug that off on how they've been able to adapt all this time. Part of it is that they've retreated underground. Um, So Haruo and uh, the one girl that was helping him meet up with uh, the girl's twin sister. They're named Miana and... Mina. Mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They have telepathic powers, uh, and so... They um, they kind of fill everyone in, uh, and they take our group of survivors um, down into their their caves, and um, they explain that um, they worship a god uh, that at one point was uh, had fought Godzilla and just left behind an egg. Uh, so so far, we have telepathic twins, giant egg. Um, you know, you can see where they're, geez, I would hope, going to pay off on that in the next one. Um, Mothra hints, obviously. Uh, Mothra does not show up in this. Um, so they're attacked by a swarm of uh, the, the, the winged uh, creatures, and in this one, the, the land variation that are worm, kind of worm-like. Those are the creatures called servums. Um, and uh so the uh the twins help them kill them and um the one uh bill is it billa saludo yeah that's that's too, that's too hard to say but if you look at the press notes they're from uh the third planet of the black hole the same planet the ape mechagodzilla guys were from in the first movie so i'll just say the mechagodzilla aliens so they um noticed that the spears are made out of a nanometal, which is left over from the remains of Mechagodzilla, who, before this um, series started, uh, had an epic battle where um, he was destroyed, and uh, they noticed that these uh, Hotua have made weapons out of the nanometal that Mechagodzilla is made of. And so... Um, 
everyone wants to leave uh except um the Mechagodzilla's aliens are like, no, we we should stay, and Haruo is like, no, we should stay so we can beat Godzilla, even though the planet is literally terraformed specifically for him and humans can't breathe. We should, you know, uh, beat him anyway and try to live here again, even though it's literally impossible. Um, so right there, that kind of takes one out of the plot, because it's like, why, why do you want to live on a poison planet? Um, anyway... So, uh, the, the, the Bilisaludo find a, uh, they, they track a signal back to Mechagodzilla and notice that, um, uh, half of its head has survived and it's basically has been active. And so Mechagodzilla's net has been using his nanometal to, uh, recreate the facility that he was in and essentially, um create an entire, I don't know what you want to call it, a smart city? It's basically Mechagodzilla's computer board, but it's controlling a city. So it's armed to the teeth with guns and tanks and, and stuff, and the uh, it's hidden by this fog um, that it's done to purposely be unnoticeable. Um and so the team is like, hey, we need to, we can use this to our advantage, uh, so let's lure Godzilla here, um, and we'll trap him, cover him in the nanometal, and try and melt it, uh, and we'll, uh, when we do that, we'll, um, we'll blast him with the EMP harpoons, the same thing that blew out Godzilla's force field in the last movie, and we'll take him down, um, and, I mean, that's essentially the movie. I literally said everything but the ending, which is uh, the Mechagodzilla's nanometal tries to take over people and assimilate them, and uh, the Bilisaludo are, for the most part, all for it, because they feel like becoming a part of this Mechagodzilla city, uh, you can only beat Godzilla by becoming something else, and uh, a better written movie would really kind of uh, explore the philosophy of that a little more, but we, we can talk about that in a moment. Um, and, yeah, I mean, really, the movie is mostly talking. Um, this was built up to be the Mechagodzilla movie, and, you know, there was a Bandai figure of a really wonky-looking Mechagodzilla that looked like it was... It looked like Mogera and a Zoid had a baby or something. Um, you know, there was in promo images. Uh, from what I've heard, the theaters, when it opened, would do, like, pre-surveys. Like, who are you excited to see, Godzilla or Mechagodzilla? And, I mean, this isn't... this. Maybe it's a spoiler, but I don't know. I mean, this is a spoiler review, so I guess my first spoiler is Mechagodzilla is not in this movie. Uh, we just have the Mechagodzilla city which shoots at Godzilla a little bit in the last few minutes and is destroyed after that, basically. Um, which also, yeah, if that also destroys the remains of Mechagodzilla. So, I mean, that that's how they've used up Mechagodzilla in this uh, iteration. I don't know, I've been talking, uh, and we're, we'll get into specifics. I mean, I kind of incorporate a lot of my general thoughts uh, into that synopsis. Uh, I Trust me, I do have a lot more to say. Um... But Matt, I mean, I'm going to toss it over to you just because, I mean, we, we both had very lowered expectations after the last one, but um, 
just tell me about what that experience was and your general takeaways, and we'll go from there. Uh, well, I'm laughing because I totally forgot about we had, we had a friend who saw it in Japan. They they did tell us that they were doing the surveys about who are you excited to see Godzilla or Mechagodzilla, and then you do a survey and Mechagodzilla doesn't even show up. Like what I the, the logic behind that. And then on on top of that, there was a poster that had Godzilla facing off against an actual Mecha Godzilla, and they're like kind of halfway through the clouds, and there's like a mountain in the background. It was actually a pretty cool shot. Never appears in the movie. Um, the fact that Mecha Godzilla ends up being essentially this like living metal kind of thing, that it's stated that um, the Exeflator state that essentially Mecha Godzilla has the potential to take over the Earth, and even Godzilla himself. So it's one of those things where, like, the solution is also the problem, which could have been ex- explored a bit more and, and never is. Um, they also have the vultures, which were, like, the uh, the flying ships in the first one. And what they do is they bond them somehow with the nanometal, and they make these these vulture things, which are kind of cool-looking. And they're th- probably the best part of the movie, if there is such a thing, because um, I thought those were kind of neat. But, like, there's so many ideas in this, and I feel like... The ideas in the first one, the ideas in the second one, everybody talks about how, well, yeah, they're doing world building and they have a lot of cool ideas. Well, yeah, but none of those ideas ever get fleshed out. And that is the entire problem with with the first two films. And a lot of people are saying, well, there's going to be some sort of payoff in the third film. And the problem is you have to get through, as of right now, three hours of film to even see this sort of end result. And that's really poor writing, very poor storytelling. I think the production design, like the, the the character design, is still so very flat. All the characters look the same, which again is a criticism of the first film, but I feel like it really carries over. And then Godzilla's execution, like you have an you have anime which lends itself to being you can do more bizarre things in the medium. You can do kind of crazy visuals and things. Godzilla when he's shown moving is like it's slower moving than Shin Godzilla is and less interesting by far. And you put all those things together in the movie and like it was boring. I have no intention of ever watching it again. Like I, I this movie sucked on a level that not, not even Godzilla 98 does. Um, about the only mark that I will give it is a positive. I did like Hattori's score. I liked it in the first film. I like it in this. Um, that's about the only positive I can honestly say. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people are talking about the world building and the ideas, which is fine. But two movies in, we I, we shouldn't be wait, still waiting for all of the ideas they pre- presented to be paid off. I mean, something should have paid off by now. Um, and you know, I've I said you know the silver lining, you know that benefit of the doubt I was giving the first movie, it doesn't carry over to this. You know, I mean, if you remember, or if you know people go back and listen to our review of the last movie, I said, well, okay. To give them the benefit of the doubt, this was designed and, you know, uh, written originally as a TV series, so, um, you know, if we think of this as just the pilot episode that's all set up, you know, like, let's hold out that sliver of hope that next time they might deliver on something more exciting. And that didn't happen, you know, and, and so, like, the only, like 
thing that like this last movie set up that I was kind of looking forward to was like, okay, now we'll actually get to see Godzilla in action. Now we'll actually get to see some monster battles. Now we'll actually get, uh, you know, we'll at least get to see Mechagodzilla and Godzilla, you know, that'll be cool. Right. But like, we didn't even get that. Um, and it's just the, uh, it's all talk, you know, you could, you could like par this movie down into 20 minutes and that would be like the portion where like things that are like relevant happen and it for me it's just every it's it's not only that it, you know it's slow i mean that's fine i love a lot of slow movies slow burn stuff but it's just that there i i don't i can't i was never invested because a the characters are all you know kind of anime stereotypes and b I never felt like there was were any stakes to anything. Like, any time a problem came up, it was almost immediately undercut. Like, oh, uh, we can't survive on Earth, and, oh, but who are these, like, weird people that have been able to survive? Oh, they're just, like, descendants that live underground. Or... Uh, and, oh, how did, how did they, how did they manage to adapt? Oh, um... I scienced it, and science said this. And it's like, okay. And then stuff like at the end, when they're like, oh, we're not going to have enough time. And then they're like, oh, well, we'll just, um, you know, we'll just use more nanometal. And then they're like, well, the vultures, you know, they they can't withstand uh, this. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just, uh, you know... um, make these modifications and it's like there's no stakes every problem has an almost immediate solution um and then i mean the another thing like the last movie also at least ended on like a cool twist where it's like oh that godzilla they were fighting the whole time was actually just a baby and here's the real one and that's where it ends and in this you have to wait another hour or so to get more godzilla like the combined total of Godzilla screen time in these two anime films is probably less screen time than he has in Shin Godzilla or um, Godzilla 2014. Like he he is he's not a he's barely a factor in these. Um, and just yeah, I mean, I, I I don't even understand how Haruo managed to make so many people want to stay and fight for the a planet that they can't live on. Um, it's just when you think about stuff like that, it's really hard to be invested in it. And that's a story. Those are, that's storytelling problems. You know, I mean, you can, you can, you can try and your best to defend Mechagodzilla not being in this movie or, um, you know, little Godzilla screen time, but can you, I don't, don't, people have tried. I mean, yeah, you, but I mean, I feel like those are the people just that like I have. Yeah, but it's like you, you can't. I feel like there's some things that are indefensible, and, and shitty storytelling is number one. And you hit the nail on the head when you're right. Like they introduce a problem, and then you feel like three minutes later the problem is solved. There's no tension. There's no buildup. There's there's no drama. I mean, it's 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 a lot of, as you said, sciencing where they just explain everything away and. The few good ideas that that I thought were kind of neat, like this idea that Mechagodzilla's nanometal could actually be a threat, could have been explored a bit more. But of course, without having an actual Mechagodzilla, that's part of the problem. Maybe Mechagodzilla shows up in the third film, but at this point, it's like I don't even know if I care. Yeah, and that that's the problem. 
No, I and like we haven't even mentioned like uh stuff like um In- incest. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Like where so Haruo and uh what's the girl's name? Yuko, Yuko. Yeah, Haruo and Yuko are talking about, you know, they lost their grandfather and then they just like make out and it's like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> Uh, now, according to Matt, in some th- something, I don't know if there if this came out of press notes or something, but apparently they're not related by blood. But these movies give they don't give a shit about their characters, so we I don't I don't remember their exact relation being explicitly stated in either, other than I think just that they're cousins. Um, if the movie cared enough to explain these things, I don't think people would be so weirded out by it, but. It's it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the movie these what these movies do care about because it's not the characters it's not the monsters uh, maybe the world building and that's it and that's like literally it but I, it's like I don't know exactly who these are made for or what story they're even trying to tell because they're not t- telling story about monsters they're not t- telling stories about people. Um, they, they're like they're what they have barely constitutes as a story um and i don't know man like i never like hell like this time last year do you did you think i would ever be saying like having such a hard time like finding something positive to say about a godzilla movie like usually i can find something something you know i'm i'm known as like the godzilla apologist like that's my shtick and I, there's like really barely anything I can cling to here. I mean, this this movie's bad on so many levels. I just, it's it's boring. It's incredibly tedious. Now, 3D animation is not my thing, but even that to me, like the visuals, they're they're they blend so closely together that like you, you can't tell people apart. Like everything about it just kind of sucks, and, and it's a shame because. Like I'm, I'm like, how are they going to disappoint with with Ghidorah at this point? Because they introduced the whole, you know, oh, Ghidorah is more powerful than Godzilla and he's coming kind of thing yeah. at the end. And I'm like, I don't care. This, like, I'm already this this whole trilogy for me, it feels like the ship has sailed. In the third entry, like, even if they did something awesome, I, I don't know that I'm ever going to revisit it because the first two were so goddamn bad. Yeah, I, I mean. I'm really curious how they're going to treat Ghidorah, and, like, seeing as how, you know, we were teased with Mechagodzilla this whole time, not just through the marketing, but through the movie itself, um, it really makes me wonder if we're even going to get a payoff to all these Mothra hints. You know, they talk about a giant egg. I mean, is the egg going to hatch? You know, probably not. It'll probably get destroyed by Godzilla. Yeah, I, it's just I don't know. Like, if it, it, seriously, if you want to know Mechagodzilla's involvement in this movie, just look at the poster. Uh, that poster probably shows you more of him than we ever see in the movie. He's never active. He's never rebuilt. Um, like they just go up to his head, and his head starts playing synth wave music and literally what happens that's 100 <laughs> percent what happens yeah which yeah his head plays synth music and like recreates like their bass or whatever and and that's it and he he his the mechagodzilla city itself is actually an in a 
kind of cool idea, but without a Mechagodzilla to go with it, it's kind of pointless. Um, the nanometal twist, again, that was a cool thing to add to Mechagodzilla. Again, not really utilized. Um, and Mechagodzilla's remains are destroyed at this point. So, I mean, that's how a, tr- a, a brand new Godzilla trilogy blew off Mechagodzilla. And, you know, that bothers me. Um, and we haven't even, I mean, we, we keep talking about, like, ideas that are brought up and then dropped, but, um, I think the movie is trying to get into a philosophical debate in the third act, but it doesn't care enough to really stick the landing or dedicate more than a few minutes to it, because, um, there's this whole thing of, uh, the Bila Saludo want to assimilate with, uh, the Mechagodzilla city in order to, um, you know, become more powerful and kill Godzilla. And they're like, you know, hey, if we all do this, we can kill Godzilla, and that'll be it. You know, we'll be done. You know, it'll be over. Like, are you willing to die for the cause? And Haruo uh, rejects that idea. He's He says, you know, no, I don't want to be, you know, assimilated into this thing. Um, There's also something where, like, they forcefully try to assimilate people at that point, and Yuko starts to be assimilated. And for some reason, Haruo cannot be. Like, he's resist- yeah. He's not just resisting it. It's like his body is almost rejecting it. But they, again, we don't know why. They don't explain it. Maybe we'll learn more later on. I don't know. Well, I mean, if this movie set a precedent, I would say... Or the probably last not. movie. I would say they will address it in the next one, but it'll probably be like a line of dialogue. You know, it, it won't go anywhere interesting. They'll, they'll probably say, like, oh, like, his willpower was too strong, and he was the only one that could reject it. And, like, that'll be it. Like, they won't get into it. And that's what I was saying is, um, like, what they, they get into a little bit of a philosophical debate when he's like, you know, why won't you just do this? And he's like, well, you know, we'll lose our free will and and stuff like that. And he's like, yes, but we'll all be one and uh it even it even kind of gets even more interesting when yuko is like hey i think he's right and you're wrong and haruo was wrong and it's like oh like how is this gonna like affect them how is this gonna affect this relationship how is uh you know where is this going and it doesn't go anywhere you know it's it's a debate that's dropped and then it's brought up again briefly when he's um flying the vulture and he's talking to uh, the one alien, he's like, humanity will never, he's like, don't you get it? Humanity will never beat Godzilla. So in order to beat Godzilla, you have to become something more than human. You know, you have to be become part of Mechagodzilla is what he's saying. You have to lose your humanity. And again, Haruo rejects that. And it's like, okay, there's some philosophical like underpinnings there that could be really interesting but the movie doesn't care enough to explain them like that like the this movie actually had a chance to go into something deep and existential in a way and again it's another ball that's dropped and you know if you want to look at other sci-fi movies that go into those debates there's plenty of them you know you got blade runner you got the matrix you have um I mean, hell, just watch End of Evangelion, you know? Uh, Like, there's plenty of things that actually explore that theme properly, and to see it explored here would have been great, but it's just another thing that it doesn't care enough to stick the landing on. 
remember when the uh, so the the Hauta, they 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 have the, the sort of priestesses and they're touching this like wall thing and they're communicating by telepathy. But also you have these like they're they're more or less they feel like shaman or something and they're these guys that have these prophetic voicings and the way that they're speaking they talk about like the mountain moving and it's referring to Godzilla and they there's like this feeling of dread surrounding all these predictions that they're making throughout the movie. But again, the movie doesn't really care enough to have those things really pay off. And it, it's a cool idea to have these like prophetic voices right these people that are predicting bad things will happen but a lack of payoff is ultimately where it falls short and again that's just another idea and a long list of ideas in two movies that really go nowhere and i love this review and bird we, we talked about this kind of offline somebody's basically like mega godzilla was a fantastic antagonist i wish it made an actual appearance but they're saying <laughs> it they're saying that like it's a really cool antagonist and it doesn't make an appearance as if those things like I don't, I don't understand, like the lack of correlation. That I, my mind is just on fire right now because of how frustrating it is to have this like build up, to have the fact that like Bandai put out toys, that there's a survey that asks you if you want, if you're excited to see Mechagodzilla, that the poster features Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, or rather the banner on the the Toho official Facebook page, and then none of those things ever happen. Yeah. Uh. No, I'm I'm with you, and it's just I I mean the I, the the character of Haruo. I mean, can I even trust them to give him any kind of arc in the next one? After all, the philosophical stuff about uh, individuality and not being assimilated. I mean, is that going to become anything in the next movie? Can I at least like get that? Probably not. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it makes me wonder if, you know, it makes me wonder wh- how big of a role is Ghidorah even going to play? Probably and, show up at the last five minutes and then destroy Mothra's egg and yeah, uh, who knows. And it's... I'm just, I'm, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm not into trying to, like, call people out or anything, but I don't understand some of the reaction to this. If you like it, you like it, but it's just, I don't know, I I hear people saying, like, well, you know, um, it's just, uh, you know, you just have to be patient let it tell its story, you know, Godzilla wasn't needed for more than a few minutes, and and things like that and it's like when Godzilla 2014 came out you know it's a lot of the same people that were like oh Godzilla's barely in it i thought this was called Godzilla and i mean he's not he's essentially not in these movies like he's a cameo uh like i just feel yeah. like if if legendary pictures put this movie out people I, would be tearing it to shreds yeah i i just think that there the 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 toho bias is is getting a a little crazy like i remember on the last review trev said like he really does feel like toho is just doing some kind of sick social experiment where they just want to see how far they can take things before people just start to turn on them and like every movie they've put out since he said that has been more true and like i'm 
like these are the same people that are saying like oh well in final wars how come uh there's more time dedicated to the human fight scenes than the godzilla fight scenes in this how come there's more time dedicated to techno babbly bullshit talk than there is to anything relating to monsters you know i i don't understand that i don't understand why Something that something like this needs to be all talking, nothing happening, and five minutes of Godzilla. And then also, if I may rant a little more, also the one like at least the last movie had a few decent, you know, uh set pieces, action sequences, um, and you know a cool twist at the end. In this, we you really only have one action-heavy scene, and that's at the end. And it's basically a rehash, a remake of the climax of the last movie. It's take down Godzilla's force field. We just saw that. We literally just saw that at the end of the last movie, and that's the climax of this movie. Also, I mean, how? Uh, that's stupid. <laughs> You you literally give us the exact same... It's dangerously close to, hey, we need to blow up another Death Star. Oh, it, it's, it's the same, basically. Yeah. It's... I, I just... I just can't believe that this creative team, who I'm not familiar with their work, Matt, I think you've seen at least some of the other stuff by one of the directors or writers, and I think you've even said it's good, but these, the creative team behind this are um, people of some, you know, uh, reverence. You know, again, uh, Yurobuchi uh, is the writer, um, he's a novelist, he's written a bunch of stuff. Um, the directors, Kobun Shizuno and Hiroyuki Sashida, um, these are guys that in the anime world have done, uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff, um, like Psycho Pass. Yeah, Psycho Pass is pretty good. Um, Thunderbolt Fantasy, which I need to check out, but I've seen a couple episodes, is pretty neat. That's something that, uh, Urobuchi was part of, and, and, you know, I, again, um... What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you would kind of mention before we came on that there's some maybe some prequel novel stuff you wanted to talk about. Like, I don't know if all the ideas like we we mentioned on the first move, the first movie where if they had shown us that five minute exposition drop where they talk about all the, the, the monster attacks and the battles that happened, if they had shown us that, like there would have been a lot more buy in, I think, from people. But because we get it in Cliff Notes version and the action sequences leave a lot to be desired and you really haven't seen a second monster Besides, you know, Godzilla 1 and Godzilla 1A, like, mm-hmm. that's the problem. And this, all this world building has all these really cool ideas thrown in that are borrowed from the Toho universe, which is rich. And you can take so many monsters, kind of like Final Wars did. I mean, I don't like Final Wars, but at least it, it brought monsters to the, for- to the forefront. This does none of those things. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, the each of these, and they're probably going to do one for the next movie, too... Each of these has a um, a prequel novel, uh, and um, the last one was called Monster Apocalypse. We talked about it a little bit on the the episode for Planet of the, uh, of the Monsters. Um, so uh, the one for this is called Project Mechagodzilla, and you know, just looking into it a little more, it's kind of strange because. Um, 
as far as Mechagodzilla goes, they don't do much more with him than what we see in the brief uh, flashback in the last movie. You know, he was unable to activate and the facility was destroyed. But there's a lot of other cool stuff in it. Um, there's a huge roster of monsters. Um, there's a lot of uh, Mothra and Batra stuff. Um, like Mothra, uh, there's a tribe called Mothra's People that lived in the Amazon. Um, and uh, like the um, Hautua, they uh, had healing powers. Um, uh and so, um, yeah, so Batra wakes up uh, to go and actually prevent Gorath from crashing into Earth, but Godzilla kills Batra. Um, uh, and then, you know, there's a, a big battle with Mothra. Um, Gigan is in it, and the cool thing about Gigan's appearance is that he appears uh, at first as a all organic life form um and he's discovered hibernating in the ocean floor off of the coast of siberia so in in this uh novel gigan this is actually the first canon appearance of gigan where we actually get to see him before he's cybernetically altered um and yeah basically what happens is um godzilla and gigan fight godzilla basically beats the ever-loving crap out of him, and uh, the aliens, um, you know, give him the chainsaws and the the hands, um, and uh, even, like, this version has missile launchers and, um, and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they describe him as a cross between an aquatic dinosaur and a giant uh, bird of prey. Um, his, uh, his, he has... Uh, on his forelimbs, he has a kind of sickle-like spikes uh, that he uses for self-defense. I mean, he has, you know, two eyes like most creatures. And, yeah, you actually get to learn a little bit more about that. And then he makes his later appearance later in the in the book as, uh, you know, the cyborg that we all know as Gigan. Um and then, like, let me let me tell you some of the the monster. I'll, I'll go through the monster roster, and then uh, talk about some of the deep cuts uh, that are in here. So you have Godzilla, um, then you have uh, the the Mecha Godzilla that won't do anything, um, and then you have two Rodans. You have Batra, um, Mega Neurons, um, the Griffin from Latitude Zero, the Giant Rats from Latitude Zero, the Giant Condor from Godzilla vs. Sea Monster. You have Kamonga, Kamakras, Megalon, King Caesar, Titanosaurus, Gigan, Gorosaurus, Baragon, Manda, Mothra, and then the Crab version of Destroya, um, uh, which is actually uh, believed in this. Like uh, they at first think it's a subspecies of Ga- uh, Ganymes from Yogg, um, and then also some other things. Uh, uh, you got Maser cannons. You got Super X. You got Super X three. Um, you got Gunhead. Uh, you have the USS Saratoga which is the uh, aircraft carrier um, from Godzilla 2014, um, the one that David Strathairn's character character is on. Um, And uh, in in these books uh, that 
ship was involved in a battle with Ibera, and then in um, uh, uh, Project Mechagodzilla, it carries uh, Mothra's egg. Um, the uh, the space station from Battle in Outer Space makes an appearance. Um, so there's a lot of uh, the, the and the thing is like it's not just those Easter eggs and the roster of monsters. It's just that. I mean, things happen, you know, there's actual monster stuff going on, there's a lot of fun Toho uh, things thrown in there, I mean, I haven't read it, so I can't say if it's good or not, but I can tell you that it sounds more interesting than this. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on any of that? Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you that the world building only gets you so much, because what they did was they had all this lavish backdrop, and the story that they chose to tell is like, basically so far three hours of very boring film yeah and you mentioned gigan um there it sounds like what they described the pre-cyborg version is like there's a bootleg gigan toy yeah i I know the toy you're talking about (laughs) it remind me of that too (laughs) yeah it's got like two eyes and like two fingers and it's 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 yeah like he has hands like it's really weird um but yeah like i want to see i want to see a a pre-cyborg gigan i want to see that'd be awesome all these monsters doing all this crazy stuff. I mean, it's anime. It's an anime. You 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 have the chance to do that. It's just um, you know, you finally have a medium where you can get way out there. Uh, and not only do you have you can have Godzilla do anything, and you have the most like slow moving, devoid of personality Godzilla that you can have, and then you have like. In the the canon of these, you have all these other monsters that we're told exist, and we don't get anything out of it, you know. And I think that's, I just think that the the there's just a lot of missed opportunity. Yeah, it's like when when you look at something like Psychopath that um, Ubuchi also did. It's you know that that gets very much. It's it's kind of like heady sci-fi, and they're examining a lot of morality and like predicting someone being able to commit a crime before. Like the whole idea is predicated on predicting somebody doing a crime kind of before they 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 do it, and so you essentially take them out. And it's like a minority it's like, report, kind of. Yeah, very similar. And and this, if you look at if you look at some of his other work, it's like okay, well, I can see some of the the morality play here, but none of it again is really fleshed out in a way that makes you think or challenges you or makes you care differently about any of these characters. And I really felt like, um, Haru's character in particular, like he kind of just takes a step back. Like he was raging testosterone revenge kid in the first one. And the second one, it's like, he's kind of boring and mundane and they try to give the spotlight to the, uh, Bill of Saluto or whatever they're called. But even those guys are, again kind of boring and every you know they're there basically to, to give you the exposition needed to tell you how mechagodzilla city was built and how they can make the vultures and all this exposition very little substance and I, you know for me like if we weren't doing this podcast I, if i'm not if i wasn't a godzilla fan i wouldn't i'm like if i'm just a casual anime fan because i'm i'm the perfect demographic i like anime i like godzilla this movie should be made for me and if we weren't doing the podcast, like, I don't even know if I want to watch it. I mean, I might check it out of, like, a curiosity because I like Godzilla, but there's nothing appealing really for anybody, in my opinion. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Like, that's how bad it is. It's one of the worst movies ever. 
And I've seen some terrible movies. I don't know if I'd go that far, just because, I don't know. I've seen a lot, a lot of just crazy stuff. You've seen a, you've seen far more than me, but like thus far, yeah, yeah. Like this is one of the worst things I, I've seen in recent memory for sure. No, I mean it's it's disappointing, and it's just I don't know why all the cool stuff is in the books. I mean, it would be like imagine this, like imagine a like Star Wars comes out, and it's a movie just about people building the Death Star, you know, and you don't get to see lightsaber battles and you don't get to see cool droids. And it's just like people talking about the Death Star and building it. And then maybe like the last five minutes, there's like some X-Wings try to attack it and they get blown up. And then you find out the story of like Luke and Obi-Wan and stuff. Hey, that's all in this prequel book that you can buy. Like, that's how it feels to me. That's, I mean, yeah, that you nailed it on the head. Honestly, that's exactly what it'd be if you would have translated to, to Star Wars. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's the last one. I I said um, if the second movie delivers, I could see my rating going up, or I could see it going down if it's bad. So I mean, it, it forces me to knock the last one down a peg, and then. Um, in doing so, I, I mean, it really makes me just have... I don't really have much hope to cling on to the third one. Uh, I just... We're just going to get people talking about science and then five minutes of Godzilla and, like, two minutes of Ghidorah? I don't know. Um, it's just... it's. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like... It feels like a troll job. I mean, it feels like they're just like, "Hey, what can we, what can we do?" You know, and the the medium, uh, the potential of the medium is missed. The potential of the good ideas that pop up in the the script are missed colossally. Um, and I mean, uh, breaks my heart to have to say this about Godzilla, but uh, I mean, this is this is the first time that I've really struggled to come out of a, God, a new Godzilla movie with any kind of high. I mean, even 98, you know, I mean, that that had all that cool marketing and all this other stuff you could get swept into, and, you know, this doesn't even have that. So, yeah, this is the first time I've really felt this way uh, about a Godzilla movie, and it's it's very sad. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would gladly take 98 over this, and you know how much I hate that movie. Um and, and because things actually happen in that, there was at least some. When you were watching it, like you know, you could get some entertainment value for it. But with this movie, I, I if I never see it again, like that's totally fine by me. Um, and I, you know, no intention of ever. If they put out a physical media release, which I don't know if they're going to do, because obviously you have it on Netflix, but I, I have no intention of buying it. Like I don't even know that I that I would want to. Oh well, um, you already got it, man. Oh yeah, because I have Netflix. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You already have it. Um. <laughs> so, how many uh, incestuous relationships out of out of five do you rate this? Oh Jesus! Um, like I can't believe I'm doing it, but uh, a half. Yeah, it's uh, a half. One half star out of five. Uh, it's yeah, this I, is the worst Godzilla movie I've ever seen. 
It is it is the worst one in my opinion. And I say that in including the 1998 movie. Like there are moments in this where I'm like, "Oh, this might be better than the first one." Then I think back to the first one, I'm like, "No, not really." No, I, I mean, really no. Stop. I think I think the last one was better. I think the last one at least had, you know, a little bit more action to spice up the monotony, and it had a cool twist at the end with the baby Godzilla. Um, and after the first one, you at least could be like, okay, well, the next one has to have more, right? And this movie doesn't give you that benefit of the doubt either. So I, I I'm forced to give it to say that it's it's worse. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. Also a half. I would I would tell you too, unless you're a diehard Godzilla fan, uh, I would I would just say don't watch it. Yeah. Save yourself the trouble, skip it. Uh, I mean, I, you know, it, it's like the the idiot in me says let's hold out hope for something better in the third one, but I just I mean anything's I possible. Anything is possible. Maybe the we'll all be surprised, and the next one will deliver, and. You know, but I mean, I don't really have a reason to to go there except for blind faith. You know, and I mean, if blind faith is all I have, then that's not much for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I don't, you know, they've been they've been playing up the Ghidorah introduction for two movies now. You know, hinting at it in the first movie and then outright telling us it's going to happen and. Or then maybe not. You know, they told us they advertised Mechagodzilla, and then we don't get that, so who knows? Yeah. It's just the it doesn't try to be about the people, and it doesn't try to be about the monsters. It, so it, it's, you know... The science it, it, thing. It's, it's about the as flat thing. as, you know, the characters and stuff are in Shin Godzilla or um, Godzilla 2014. At least those movies attempted to be about people or people's reactions to things, but... This, uh, you know, I don't even think the attempt, I don't, I don't even know if the attempt was there. And so if it's not about the people, and it's not about the monsters, then what's it about? You know, and that that's just how I feel about it, just as it's just, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm legitimately baffled by it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's mostly exposition, and, and again, I, it's like they, they got so weighted down by the number of ideas that could have been really cool if they had just picked like two or three to stick to mm-hmm. that they couldn't really deliver on anything that was of substance. And yeah. it just, sucks. Yeah. It's just, there's no stakes. Any problem that they run into is solved immediately after. And then there's no Godzilla barely. There's literally no Mecha Godzilla. He's, he's napping. He's literally <laughs> napping for a lot of the movie. And then when he walks, it's like, he's not really moving and it's, I don't know. I can't, I mean, nah, fuck this movie. That's that's basically my review in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that the more exciting-looking Godzilla anime project floating out right now is the one, the fan-made one. Oh yeah, that, you know? that trailer by itself is better than <laughs> than this film. Yeah, there's more monster action in the trailer for the that Total Destruction fan film than there in, is in, I- in in either of these. I'm probably more excited for uh, the My Hero Academia Godzilla cameo thing that they have. It's like a t- uh, yeah, crossover there's, there's thing. There's a character that's like, you know more about it than I do, but he's... A, he's I mean, it's just... He's essentially like a... Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's like a character in it, right? Like, 
Well, he's he's gonna be. It's for the movie, so he's not in. Like, if you're caught up on the anime, he's not in the the current storyline. So I'm assuming it's gonna be like specific for a movie tie-in, which yeah, is what. There's, yeah, there's a yeah, it's a character called Godzilla, and he uh, he wears like a weird. I don't even know how you describe what he's wearing, but it's like um, a big kimono jacket thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I mean that looks more interesting and. Total destruction. I'm looking for more. I'm looking forward to total destruction more than this. Next. Oh one, yeah. You know, and at least like at least at the very least that'll have a, a new Oshima score, and she always kills it. So. Well, you know what, Bird? Tomorrow we're supposed to be getting the Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer from uh, okay, San Diego Comic Con. Well, I, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, I will say the viral marketing stuff they've been doing has been a lot of fun. Like there's like you can track the monsters and it's like you could like there's a, a thing where like you can see they're like heading to San San Diego and um you know the website has like some some stuff you like decode and you can read monster bios and stuff and that's uh, that stuff's always kind of fun. Yeah, and like they have the the monster bios have very specific things about like Ghidorah can apparently cause like hurricane force winds and he actually can generate storms and yeah. Mothra has bioluminescence, which is kind of right, a neat right. idea. So like those kinds of things. What do you think of cameraman gate? Oh God, just people <laughs> are stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, I get the fact that apparently the, the little teaser that they put out has, well, it's, not even a, it's just like a little clip. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's I don't like, think it's something that you're going to see in theaters or anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's whatever. My understanding is the original version of that teaser did not have it, but when you unlocked it, like on the website, like somebody unlocked the video as it was like embedded yeah. in the site. Well, it was created for like you know if you look on uh, if you open a sometimes when you open like a a, a video on um, Facebook or yeah, or something like different. that, like it's it it's like cropped to kind of like be the size of like like your phone almost. Yeah, yeah, it, that's like what that clip was released as, and then later on it was uploaded to YouTube, and people were like getting the, the raw out. file. Um, and yeah, the there's a little sh- shot where the cameraman is visible in the corner, but I mean, I don't, I I think whoever uploaded it to YouTube made the mistake because um, it's left in there. Uh, and you know, it was probably just some guy at Warner Brothers that you know was just like, "Oh, I guess I'll put it on YouTube now." You know, and, but I mean, as far as I know, that's been corrected even on the the yeah the they, widescreen they version. A so new one, it's it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you know, I I think people have made a huge deal about that though. I don't know why. Because it's fan reaction to something. It's you know that's how fans are crazy about everything. They want. They have unrealistic expectations of everything being perfect, including the the marketing. I think the marketing has been great. The viral no, I've, marketing. I've enjoyed awesome. the marketing. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, and you know, once this anime experiment is over, um, then the legendary stuff will be wrapping up, and then we'll we'll be heading into the next era. Which, if it happens, they want to go the cinematic universe route at Toho, but I mean, it ain't gonna happen. I yeah, don't we'll we'll that. we'll see. I mean, we'll see how far they get. I mean, if it even comes to fruition, who knows? Well, well, listen, we're gonna have fan rage meltdown and total bliss. Like, what's gonna happen is when the trailer is finally seen, people are gonna be losing their shit over every little detail. 
the monster designs, what color the if there's any attack shown in the trailer, like what color the beams are, what the roars sound like. Stuff that literally it's doesn't gonna be matter. it's gonna be absurd. It's gonna the, the reaction online. Like I've unfollowed every single one of my Godzilla groups on Facebook because once I see the first trailer, I'm going dark. I'm not gonna watch any more. There's no reason for me to spoil anything for myself. But the, the level of discussions that happen after like a, a trailer comes out, mm-hmm. instead of just being like, "Hey, this looks cool," it's gonna be like very, I don't know, like, "Oh, Godzilla's skin is one shade too green or brown or you know whatever." That, that's what's gonna happen. It's crazy that those conversations happen so much. Like I was telling you, like if this was the '60s, like what would they have thought about King Kong versus Godzilla? I know. Or like I, the fact that Godzilla never looks the same in any of the first two movies. <laughs> right, yeah. They put that still out last week and his spot he looks pretty much the same, but his spines are a little different. And some people are like, Oh my god, how could they do that? And it's like, you know that he literally has changed appearance nearly from movie to movie. <laughs> that that's just they're just, you know, they're keeping up with the the Joneses at that point. They're not even and I, I'm actually glad that I thought the spines were always a bit too small for his proportions, but like again, not a deal breaker. Yeah. I mean, anyway, that that little poster thing or whatever, cl- the picture that they put out with Godzilla shooting his uh, radioactive beam up in the sky was pretty neat. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Well, well, we'll see what comes out of this weekend for uh, King of the Monsters, and um... don't watch the anime. It's not worth it. Just, yeah. just. Don't do it. We can hope to God that the next one gives us something. I want to hope and believe. I want to come back and say, hey, the first two suck, but the third one's really good. Like, I hope I can say that. But I just, you know, not. I'm not really feeling that's going to happen. I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> I want to believe. I'm, I'm, I'm X-Files yeah, in it we're, right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm Fox Mulder at this point. Like, I'm, I have, like... That's the most you can do. Um, all right, well, uh, I know we're doing our G-Fest recap. The plan is to get uh, Chris and uh, Kevin Derendorf from Mazer Patrol on here with us uh, and um, give a, a, a rundown of the events. And then, like I said, um, keep an eye out for the live episodes from G-Fest. Um, and uh we're gonna try and figure out some with t-shirts so um yeah stay tuned we got we got a lot of cool stuff coming up but got anything to add no nah, man we're all good right. yeah See let's you. peace out all right bye